Welcome to Block Rockets Expert Talk, the podcast where we will interview industry experts, thought leaders and interesting figures from around the world about blockchain technology and its adoption. My name is Sagar and I'm investment manager of Block Rockets. We are one of the leading investor for early stage blockchain startups in Germany. As a part of our program, we invest up to 500,000 euro in pre-seed and seed blockchain startups. We are looking for the next big thing in the blockchain space. So if you know someone or if you think you are working on something exciting then feel free to apply to our website. In our episode today I would like to introduce you to Vijay, CEO and founder of Bitscrunch. Bitscrunch is a blockchain analytics company which is a focusing on securing the NFT ecosystem. Prior to starting Bitscrunch, Vijay has worked with few of the top german companies like siemens volkswagen and telefonica vijay is also a technical university munich alumni which is one of the top university in germany vijay was awarded as top 40 data scientist under 40 in india he is a three times tedx speaker he was also one of the first indian to be invited for a tedx talk in germany velo 30 he was also nominated for 20 plus inspiring data scientist to follow in 2020 by times journal from the united states base currency is already backed by some of the so- solid backers from web3 space like animoca brands coinbase ventures crypto.com polygon ventures and few others recently they have already partnered with mastercard and chainlink hi vijay thank you for joining me today how are you doing i'm great sagar thanks a lot for having me on your podcast i have watched a lot of your podcast in the past and it's it's pleasure for me to be here on the same uh, series so thanks thanks for inviting me sure uh, yeah we could have also done like uh, offline like uh, being in the same face to face but yeah the setup is still still has to work on work on it but yeah looking forward to i mean um, i still remember back in days uh, when you guys were starting from uh, unique and the same ecosystem but if you look at the munich ecosystem there's not too much happening right but i'm i'm really glad to see that uh, bitcoin is making some noise in web3 ecosystem especially coming out of germany and like a uh, rich bavarian uh, part which is munich right and yeah before we move into uh, bitcoin story and your journey into this whole nft saga right uh, i would like to know about little bit about yourself like uh, how you end up in web3 you know your your journey to the web3 space Sure. So, uh, I mean, you 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 know me personally since you also live in Munich. But but for others, a bit of introduction from my end. So myself, Vijay, originally coming from Chennai in in India, but then living in Munich for the last decade or so, almost a decade. So it's been close to ten years of life in Munich. I graduated from uh, electrical uh, from Technical University of Munich. I did my masters in electrical engineering. i worked for companies like volkswagen uh, siemens which are the two biggest german og <laughs> og entities uh, you call them and yeah i, I founded bitscrunch uh, in 2021 amidst pandemic and uh, yeah i'm the founder and ceo of bitscrunch right now and uh, things are shaping up pretty well in this uh, point in time we are already backed by a lot of amazing players like animoca brands coinbase polygon and, and a few others 
and uh, yeah i've been doing data science all my years I, I was a data scientist at siemens i was a data professional at siemens uh, volkswagen and to replicate the same success which i had with traditional german entities to web3 it took a lot of time and energy and i'm, I'm happy to be sharing the uh, sharing the, the the podcast with you right now and, and with so many other amazing listeners that you have interesting uh, so i would like to ask you a little bit more about like uh, bitcoin is more about nft police right uh, but you i'm sure you started uh, in blockchain and crypto space very uh, before 2020 or 2021 right uh, but what makes you to move to this particular as a nft side not like uh, coming up with your own layer to solution or some bridge or something else uh, but but what was your first point of contact with bitcoin and ethereum and other cryptocurrencies yeah first first let me clarify uh, or or give the reason behind the naming bits crunch so we crunch each and every bits of data behind nfts so when we started it was originally an idea of uh, behind the general blockchain space we wanted to do something on analytics uh, with the data because that is my strength that is my co-founder's strength as well uh, but then when we realized that there are so many players already in this curve like dune analytics nansen who are already pretty much valued uh, at a unicorn level right dune is at 1 billion valuation nansen is at 3 quarters to the uh, billion valuation so we wanted to build something on nfts and our first point of contact with nfts came in when the famous 69 million dollar nft got sold so back then it was uh, trolled as a jpeg so when people were trolling it as jpeg and people were praising people to to uh, selling uh, one of the biggest nfts back then i was curious to know who bought it so i was digging deeper and i was seeing that uh, he was called meta coven i was like bamboozled his by his name and then when i dig deeper i realized that meta coven comes from chennai where i came from where i come from and that was surprising to me because people back home in india we, we we don't really take out 100 rupees to buy two idlis <laughs> but then some guy has picked up 69 million dollars to buy an jpeg uh, an nft so that that was our moment defining moment to step into nft space but previously i i used to invest on bitcoin and ethereum uh, back in 2016 2017 that was when i personally started investing i mean i have made personal gains i have i have lost money uh, from the last bear market and and that's how everybody gets into this space right so you make profits you 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 lose a lot and you gain a lot of knowledge by winning and losing things and that has made me much more robust and and believe in web3 even though i have lost more than i have gained as as in terms of money but i trusted this space more and i started to build something interesting and i always wanted to build a long term nft infrastructure project right a long term project so we want to be the ethereums or we want to be the chain links in the next set of 5 to 10 years uh, so that's the primary goal and yeah we are well on track i believe no definitely i mean the solid backers is already like a first point of validation uh, the money is there uh, you found the, your talent your co-founding team all you guys have to do is like delivering right just deliver 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 and things will be fine uh, 
but yeah i'm 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 also quite lucky to see like you guys are progressing uh, as we are both in the same cities uh, of course not a financial advice to any of uh, the person who is watching this one uh, but i would like to ask you like specific uh, uh, like uh, your journey when you were raising the fund of course animoca and polygon and mastercard wouldn't have been come into like play uh, from the first day that vijay please take our money we would like to back you right on top of that you don't come from like uh, any ev league right i mean tum is ev league but i mean it's not for like really famous for the world we we both don't come from ev league uh, but anyway we are not talking about myself here so you don't have any harvard uh, pass out background you are not even from iit right so how hard would, or how how easier was it to raise the fund i <laughs> do uh, it was not easy <laughs> so it was very hard uh, we failed in in two of those fundraisers before we raised our seed round so uh, it it was i guess december 2020 when we uh, did our first fundraise attempt I, i would call it attempt because we we didn't really know that we were talking to an investor and at that point our fundraise got failed and then uh, i i went went back to the drawing board kept reading a lot of articles kept reading a lot of art, uh, blogs and then watched a lot of youtube lectures on how to raise funds how to optimize things and we went for a second uh, try second attempt that was in february 2021 we again flopped uh, nobody was willing to Uh, put money onto what we are building because back then in 2021 nfts were just a hype i mean now uh, it, it has become a little more prominent even now people call it hype uh, but i don't care because i have a strong conviction towards nfts but back then it was not really a, a glorified space within crypto so we were finding uh, it a lot difficult when we were raising our seed round but then finally on the third attempt we were able to raise uh, a small seed amount uh, close to a million uh, but that was back in 2021 and since then we have we are putting our heads down and focusing on building and so far we have raised a little over 6 million dollars from from various prominent investors and to convince a tier 1 vcs like animoca coinbase crypto.com and polygon It, it didn't come overnight as you know right because the journey started long back in 2020 so it it's it's like for me i have literally it 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 literally got me into my memory it got into my memory where i it, i feel like it's like a switch whenever even if, uh, today somebody wakes me up in the middle of the night i am able to pitch it to any tier 1 vc and could probably get them in right my success rate has become a lot more uh, than it was in 2020 so of course over the time you learn, learn uh, learning by doing right and over the time confidence also goes up uh, when you exactly. just keep doing the same thing repeating again and you the main important part is convincing your confidence yeah. what you are building on it your vision right so um, yeah please go ahead yeah that that's totally true because uh, more than the practice it's also about the execution right because you can practice uh swimming a whole number of times but then ultimately you have to execute it when it comes to championships and that's what differentiates uh, a guy like michael pelps or guys like usain bolt from the rest of the crowd everybody practices but those are the guys who executes it when it needs the most so yes practice makes you perfect but then it's all about the confidence that you gain because 
whatever partnerships, whatever VCs that we convince and close out, be it Animoca, be it partnerships with MasterCard, it gives you an additional boost of confidence. And that is what I like in this journey because every day I'm learning something new in this Web3 space. And to get to meet a lot of innovative projects, interesting projects, interesting founders, it's, it's like learning a whole bunch of new things and uh, trying to be the better version of you from the previous day. So that is what I like about this space. Interesting. I mean, I mean, you you have to start from somewhere, right? I mean, you cannot build like solid product from just like having like just keep working on ideas. You just have to execute. On top of that, you cannot just uh, uh, be successful by reading some motivation books, right? So I, whenever some people ask me like, hey, what should we do? Like, or what should I do if I want to start in Web3? I just say like, just jump in. Just jump into the Web3 space, then you will find some uh, path. Of course, I'm not telling anyone to jump out of building, right? <laughs> but you have to start somewhere, right? If you want to do like some crypto side, then just do something. And then over the time, you will run. And I think um, that I think even though if you read like so many financial book or even startup books, I think until unless you don't start working on your idea, you, you are missing out on so many mistakes you learn over the time. Uh, moving further, um, I, I, I know the like uh, some sort of story, but I would like to ask you again, like about the really amazing name you founded, Bits Crunch, right? Uh, I would like to hear the like history behind sure. it. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So I I am, I am always fond of uh, two names clubbed together as a brand name, right? Uh, if you look at um, uh, Facebook, Face and Book are two separate words, but are clubbed together, and then Microsoft, Micro and Soft. Even even with the cap that you are wearing, chain link, chain and link, <laughs> and link separate yeah. words. But but these are put together as a brand name. So I, I always go with that uh, mode of mode of finding names. But then when we look at what we are building, it's it's more of data analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. So that is something that relates to data, and that is where we thought bits crunch. Crunching each and every bits of data makes a lot more sense, right? Because data crunching is a typical uh, word in the data industry or, or for the data professionals, everybody knows what is data crunching. So we want to pick out that word and, and keep it with bits and pieces of information. So yeah, fits in well. Uh, a lot of people like what we have named our brand, Bits Crunch. And sometimes I get criticisms as well. So uh, it's it's all about, it's all in the game. So we just have to take out the positives and move. <laughs> but, but how much time did you invest to come out with this name? Uh, we actually invested a lot of time. So for instance, we picked 60, 40, 50, 60 names and we spent almost two to three weeks. I still remember the day where we looked at uh, website availability as well, right? Because sometimes the name will be fancy, but then you don't have the .com version. All you have is .ai or .io. But the moment I, I wanted to do a startup, I wanted the .com. Because that is what uh, the general internet mindset is, right? The moment you hear about a brand, they always go and hit .com. They don't look for .io or .ai. Uh, so that, that was at the back of my mind. So we spent like two to three weeks solid four of the guys, uh, three to four guys spending a whole bunch of time. And yeah, luckily for us, it, it clicked. 
I mean, I mean, I looked at your website and you guys have like so many like scientific names like Da Vinci and Unleashing NFTs. So I would like to start with Unleashing NFTs. What do you mean by Unleashing NFTs? On top of yeah. that, uh, also you guys are using like the tagline, let's, which is like NFT police. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let, let me explain you a couple of them before getting to the police tag. So um, Unleash NFTs is a platform, is our B2C platform. So it's it's... Typically, the uh, www.unleashnfts uh, with, with plural nfts.com. And that is where you, you could find a whole bunch of analytics plus forensics information. Because we looked at our competitors uh, and, and uh, inspirations, so to say. And people like Coin Market Cap is there, Coin Geckos, uh, Dune Analytics, and Anson. Everybody provides beautiful analytics and, and a whole bunch of information. But we felt. Uh, we are much more than a market cap, right? Uh, putting together a beautiful piece of information and charts doesn't reveal the, the information behind what it is. So we wanted to unleash every single information behind NFTs from a 360 degree perspective. And that is why we named it Unleash NFTs. And that is where users like Sagar, Vijay, or, or anybody in this world could potentially see which NFTs are doing good which NFT is a better investment and which is not a good investment. So I see it as a platform that can uh, give you some information when it comes to investing on NFTs. That is one thing. And then we have uh, Scour, which is, which is like the dirt in the NFT space, uh, which is what we use for wash trading, detecting wash trading patterns. We have Liquify, which quantifies or, or uh, the price value of NFTs and then Grunge DaVinci, yes, we were, we got inspired from uh, DaVinci and then we got this crunch from BitScrunch. So that is for detecting NFT frauds and IP checks. So yeah, <laughs> the namings have been crazy. I, I mean, we are going into deep uh, details of NFTs, but I would like to take you a little bit back and uh, would like to know like, what do you mean by NFTs, right? I mean, still, like, I think 5% of people use crypto and out of that, like, only out of that 5%, I think 20% use NFT. So we are, like, very, very early. And coming back to, like, that .com and .ai, I think we are, I think, 5 to 10 years away from .ai and .io uh, domain name uh, search, right? Because we are here targeting the mass. So if you can simplify the terms of NFTs, what do you mean by NFT long-term value proposition? Because you are betting here your career, right? You move from Siemens to build the BitScrunch. You're already building since last two years and many more many more years to come but yeah uh let's start with like uh, like what is the nft what do you mean by nft and what is the long-term value proposition of the nft yeah totally true i agree with most of your points because it is just one percent of the world's population knows nfts so we are betting on something that could <laughs> sorry so we are betting on something that could potentially uh, have a, a broader market Sorry, I'm sorry. Bless you. No worries. <laughs> That's the fun part of being in Web3, right? We we don't follow corporate culture. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. No, no fixed protocols where yes. we are being more casual, right? Yes. yes. Uh, so when it comes to NFTs, I mean, people use NFTs or heard NFTs through various channels, but this is my take on NFTs. So NFTs. Typically, if you ask the abbreviation, it is non-fungible tokens. So one, one Bitcoin is always 
one bitcoin depending upon the market values of course i mean today bitcoin could be worth twenty thousand dollars but tomorrow it could be worth thirty thousand dollars but one btc is always one btc but an nft is much more closer to your heart uh, i i see it uh, i relate it more with collectibles uh, when 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 i was a child i used to collect uh, wrestling cards i used to play wwe cards i used to collect uh, some some rappers and and games through boomer which is a chewing gum so i i was also doing the same i, I just <laughs> forgot what i just realized like what you're talking about yeah exactly that that is that is what uh, we as humans we always collect things right be it uh, i i i also got to know you uh, collecting magazines right crypto articles so these are collectibles that we always do no matter what we do some people collect uh, play items like footballs cricket uh, uh, things and some people collect stamps i used to collect stamps and coins so it's it's always there in every human mentality to own that item it's just more of a pride saying hey i own this uh, asset i have this uh, in my cupboard i have this with my armory so that's that's more of a collectible thing that shaped up into arts later on where people uh, can prove their ownership right uh, in in the digital space because look look at the space currently we are living our lives almost 80% digital look at this call this conversation is happening through zoom uh, this uh, meeting is set up online not not a face to face meeting and then our office calls uh, the food that we order uh, with zomato swiggy or leafrendo or uh, uh, ola or uber cabs that we book everything has become digital so taking things to a digital way and and doing these collectibles is is what i feel is going to be the future because it gives you ownership uh, l- let me tell you another example uh, let's take a selfie with dhoni yes i can click a selfie with dhoni but then anybody can print it out anybody can make it as a poster keep it as a cut out or or put it behind the wall but who has the ownership ultimately it is me who went to the stadium and met dhoni and that has to be recorded digitally somewhere and that is what blockchain provides and that is what gives me ownership to uh, it's also about boasting right i mean why do people go for a rolex watch or an apple watch when a watch that could be sold for 100 dollars still shows the same time right people go for a rolex even though the 100 rupees watch or a 100 dollars watch still shows the same time so it's it's about the collectible it's about the pride and that is what this space is all about it is exciting for me to to understand or to uh, think about the futuristic utilities of nfts like music nfts could be there passive income utilities could be there uh, your ownership your gaming events tickets for gaming events uh, gary v is already providing 3 years of uh, event pass for his nft holders so that could be a lot more utilities of nfts in the near future yes i mean 100% i mean uh, i just received like uh, i was mentor at uh, dlt uh, defi talents right uh, run by okay. professor philip sandler and okay. you can literally mint the pop right like proof of attendance uh, i was at ecc okay. paris and there's like a 
proof of attendance there then you go to rave party organized by avet and they give you another pop which is like again proof of attendance so so many things are happening even though like there's some star studded events like pod app festival and moonbird nft festival which is happening in us so yeah there are lots of utilities but it's still like not digestible to the many people like many means when i talk to when i say many means like mass right they say like 85 ethereum for board app for like looking at monkeys right so again like jpeg flipping as you mentioned earlier in the podcast today that um, jpeg season but i i i'm still confident that people still use that same uh, tagline even till today that it's still so many people is still don't have any conviction about like nfts you know they still say like it's jpeg the utility behind the value proposition is really huge but i think we we have to give some time you know it doesn't take like it it's not going to come in next 6 months there is the value proposition there but to build the sustainable product and uh, business out of that takes lots of time right and there's like again like uh, hesitation like i'm convinced with that and that even like with the air flight right i, w- I was reading one article yesterday that even though like uh, right brothers took the first flight take off the people were in hesitation that it will never be used for civil or like flights or freights you know and after that after the 6 months there was like a first international air freight was uh, used by the planes you know so yeah people just go in like mass you know like uh, just if someone says like it's it doesn't work then people just follow someone says like it works then people will follow so many more to come uh, over the time um, but moving further vijay let's uh, let's totally true uh, sagar i mean right now we need uh, to educate people i mean there is where folks like binance are, are already doing a great job when it comes to educating people on a crypto level and there are teams who started doing it on an nft level and there is where you could potentially see bitcoins as a reckoning power in the next few years so world needs education people needs to be educated and that is when they slowly adopt things so imagine if anybody would have told your mobile phone is your wallet your mobile phone is your payment gateway people would have laughed when we had uh, our first mobile phone yes because people were afraid uh, of of storing all the digital uh, all the all the payments all the savings on on a mobile phone but now look at things you just go to a restaurant tap it and it gets paid right it is as simple as that so it needs time and over time people will obviously adopt I mean, we have, we become so digital nomad that we cannot live without phone. I mean, have you tried ever without living one day without phone? I cannot do that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's only when I go for a trekking or any sport activity, I just keep my phone away. But uh, I mean, I mean, come on, I, I I also lead a team of so many people, so I need to be always be Because- attentive. So yeah. stuff true i mean i mean because like uh, so many things is happening i mean even we are now talking which is completely online right we don't need to be in the same room and that's also like concept of metaverse we we, we will keep that part for next uh, second podcast uh, but as you say like internet was also like a kind of like hesitation people said that it will end up as like fax uh, machine you know like kind of it will never become like why would i want to read the newsletter or newspaper on online rather than having my copy but look at now everyone would like to read everything on the internet same thing with phone and computer also people are saying like we don't need computer we can go to school and study from there right and nowadays i mean laptop become like essential part when you're studying like for the higher degree and so and so even though like high school boys have like or girls have like uh, laptops nowadays uh, but 
you you mentioned like one very important part and that was the reason i started my podcast is like education right uh sometimes we we are too deep into web3 space that sometimes we forget like these are the terms is too normal to know right but people don't know that so i think that's also related with the fraud and wash trading in nfts right so i would like to ask you to a little bit educate me like what is fraud and wash trading happening yeah. and i think you are also building the right product fit right for that one like fraud prevention yeah. wash trading so please explain yeah sure so like you like you already said uh, 5% is the crypto population and out of which one fifth which is 1% is the crypto uh, nft population out of those 1% i'm sure it is again one fifth of it who knows what is going behind each and every nfts right so we are potentially looking at uh, a massive scale of users which can be onboarded in the future but what is wash trading wash trading is is a phenomenon where people flip nfts for higher prices it 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 happens in web 2 it happens in web 3 it happens everywhere it is not just that happens in nft space where people uh, let's let's take an example where sagar mints an nft for 100 dollars and you send it to your friends saying hey hey buy, buy this nfts and then people go and buy it for 200 dollars 300 500 000 and then i look at look at it from a third person perspective i don't really know you uh, who you are and where you live but i just look at your nft and things that oh okay sagar is a great artist his nfts are getting sold from 100 dollars to 1000 dollars in a matter of transactions and i i put in all the money i i put in my savings i i write a 200 000 check for your nft and then you say goodbye thanks that is unfortunately happening in some of the cases and that is what we are uh, detecting our ai ml algorithms detects it automatically and uh, it it enables it educates people on where to invest and where not to invest understood um uh, so that is for prevention right but it, how it works like how is it easy to build this whole uh, dashboard and uh, because there it comes your expertise about data science right and you were also yes. awarded like 40 under 40 data scientist in india right mm-hmm. so i'm sure you have like lots of lots of skin in the game even though you are ceo but i think from the back side you are also like kind of ceo right so you are wearing the two hat but how how hard is it to like pull all this data together and especially when there's like a chainalysis and dune analytics and so many other guys are already existing in the market but still to create your own name and raise the money from tier 1 vcs i would like to know your analogy here like yeah so it's it's, it's all about um, the focus right uh, if you look at chain analysis they are obviously doing a great job when it comes to detecting frauds and scams in the crypto space and probably they'll they'll deep dive into nft space sooner or later and then there is dune analytics who is again who are again focusing on the general market so we had that nft space left open that is why we jumped into this space and like you said we jumped into it uh, rather than waiting or rather than uh worrying of getting worried about the competitors so we jumped into it we started building products and if you look at our apis we have the apis ready which is currently having a load time of less than a second it loads like 0.9 or 0.8 seconds currently and then the goal is to optimize it 
to even lesser time. So the goal is to also optimize the APIs to 0.5 seconds. So the moment we started building these algorithms, <clears throat> yes, it, it was not that robust. It was not that uh, uh, detecting patterns so well at the beginning. That is how every AI works. But then the, the, the more that we added the data, the machine learns by itself. So it trains by itself and detects patterns. So far we have detected more than 10 patterns of watch trading. And I assume that, are, that, are, that there are many more in this space. And we have validated these patterns by working closely with teams like Rarible and teams like Polygon, for instance. And then there is MasterCard, who, who, who needs a better validation than MasterCard? So by working closely with these teams, we, we get to know that uh, we are improving each day. And currently we have uh, a success rate of more than 96% when it comes to detecting watch trade patterns. So yeah, still not 100. And we'll be working towards that uh, 99%. Interesting. Vijay, I would like to know about your, uh, like how your day look like, because uh, there's so many founders, it become like lately, I was reading something somewhere on Twitter that startup becomes like some fancy word, right? Everyone wants to become startup founder. And it is not easy as it sounds, right? But how can we explain to the people? But like, okay. I would like to know about how your daily routine looks like, because people think raising money, now it's done. I think raising money and spending money is really easy. I think build the product and the product you build, which people likes it, it's really hard, right? I mean, there are so many good products out there, but people don't like it and you cannot really pressure them to use your product. So uh, if you would like to comment something here, feel free sure. to go ahead. Otherwise, yeah, uh, also like uh, about, uh, I would like to know about how how big is your day, you know, like every day, like. Sure, sure, sure. So, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a founder who always likes to stick onto the calendar. Uh, for me, calendar, this uh, is very important, uh, like like my child or like my family. So I keep things simple. I, I place it on my calendar. So I check emails every day. Responding to emails as an executive is one of the toughest jobs. And then I have a good social following as well. So for people who knows me, I'm, I'm well known on the LinkedIn. The reason being I'm recognized as one of the top 20 inspiring data professionals on LinkedIn, where I am followed by close to 50,000 people. And then I, I have a team that also works closely with my social handling. And then I, I sit with my team to receive the daily updates when it comes to products, when it comes to sales and marketing. So for me, it's, 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 uh, it's challenging. Even if I take a break for, let's say, two to three days, it's going to be a hectic task when I get back to work because there is a lot mounting on my table and that is why i also like to decentralize things so it's not that i am a web3 founder but i also like to decentralize most of the responsibilities to to the prominent people in the team right we have a cpo not just a cpo who reports to me but then he takes care of the product he is the product officer he owns the product and then there is a cto Luckily, I don't have to be the technical guy in the team anymore because I have much more priorities than this technology. Uh, so we have a CTO who is a PhD from Germany. And then we have various heads handling various departments. So it's pretty much decentralized in a way that I look up to those people and then they give things to me on, on my table so that relaxes my shoulders a bit and also 
makes me feel a little bit better and then whatever words that i speak uh, publicly since i have a good social following i am also responsible for whatever things i do and i like yes. to inspire a lot of people which i do on a day to day basis and uh, i i try to inspire a lot of budding entrepreneurs as well because, yeah well said because also it takes lots of efforts and time to create your career or reputation and it takes only one email to ruin all the impression right and which you can never run it back so it's also like a uh, stakes are always high uh, when you are like sort of influencer right and so many people look up to you uh, for the inspiration then you you have to make sure that you don't send any wrong message out there otherwise it will affect so many people um i heard uh, you also don't want to call it like a chief ex- uh, executive <laughs> officer but it's like uh, i would like to hear from your side what do you mean by ceo <laughs> yeah i mean i i said it in one of the events that i attended recently i have repeated it a couple of times to my team i i always see this as a chief entertaining officer <laughs> because i keep myself happy the two things that i do well is proper sleep i try to sleep 7 hours per day uh, every day uh, no matter when i go to bed even if it is 12 am i sleep 7 hours wake up at 7 am in the morning and then i try not to work on weekends so for me saturdays and sundays or for my family my friends my my kid my parents and i try to keep myself happy by doing these two things well and i also try to keep the team happy because one only when you do that uh, you 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 get to see the real productivity and so far the progress we have made is because of that reason i believe and that is why i keep repeating this to my team that i'm just being a chief entertaining officer here and i'm not so being formal there is also really uh, one thing that that stood up from the web3 space right there are no real executives i mean look at polygon they they took away all the c tags uh, recently there yeah no i CEO. i also noticed that uh, yeah that's true there is no ceo cto and cfo because that is what makes you centralized and uh, yeah probably in some time we will also do that decentralized way where uh, you don't see vijay as the ceo anymore uh, things things are well and truly possible because right now we need direction that is why we have these fancy titles but once the team is all set once we decentralize the nodes and all those things i believe it's, it's just a tag and also hear. it's uh, some sort of like in the early days of uh, any company or startup uh, the leadership really matters because somebody has to take it from front and uh, who is responsible for all the uh, right and wrong doing right uh, based on decisions uh, moving further vijay uh, i would like to also like a, uh, like a, a, a discuss about one point which is like also discipline right because i think we come from india uh, which is like a mindset is totally different we living in, in in germany which is like i think germany taught me lots of discipline being on time and respect others time um and uh, someone told me uh, which is like a really really funny sentence but i think it's it means a lot which is like if you are, have indian mindset mm-hmm. if you have german discipline and american money you you can beat everyone because there's lots of money out there from usa right uh, hardcore capitalist country uh, but there's like if you so like they have like lots of uh, other issues but you can learn from germany which is like discipline 
so capital it's mindset german uh, discipline and indian we are like always thinking a little bit different than the other part of the world right so if you just combine this all good uh, like uh, this all three secret sources uh, i think it's it's really helps you to achieve great things um moving further vijay uh, you are like uh, coming out really like kind of like from the pandemic right you started you quit your job from during the pandemic i think kudos to you no one would have taken that uh, risk um, because no one knew that like there is no certainty um, so i would like to ask you to share your wisdom uh, your humbleness for upcoming founders like doesn't matter guys if you are really convinced convinced about your product and you have like already decided to build on something no one can stop you by doing that yeah uh, absolutely i mean when i quit the job it was not just the pandemic but then back then my wife was pregnant uh, so i always tell people that i am raising two kids <laughs> one is inia which is my daughter she is like 15 months old and then there is bit strange which is pretty much 15 to 18 months old so it was not just pandemic i was facing two different extreme ends um, because leaving a job uh, a well paid job in siemens which is one of the most stable companies in covid times uh, in germany that didn't get affected right there were people who are laying off a lot of people but in siemens if i remember correctly they didn't fire anybody not even a single person so to leave a, such a job and to also take care of of a pregnant women who was about to give birth to a child was was a challenging and defining moment in my career and i'm glad looking back now i'm i'm really glad that i made that decision in spite of uh, having covid in one direction and then having a pregnant woman at my home uh, but then for all the aspiring founders just just go out there and just put your heads down start focusing on what is important right look at look at the current beer market we are even raising funds at, at at this point in time so it's not just about the external factors the external conditions will always be topsy turvy you you cannot have a control over external conditions so how 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 come a person on earth could control the external factors that could be rain that could be earthquake that could be a tsunami you never know what is going to hit you the very next day or the very next moment so all you have to do is just stay focused and just stay attentive to the minute details and focus on building that that can take you to heights i think also there is no certainty in the life you never know you're going to stay alive tomorrow or not right <laughs> so yeah, yeah, better yeah. to give give 100% and uh, focus on what you like to do right i mean not everyone should start their own startup but also like this is this could be as a life advice that do what you like and take, go extra mile i think once you start going extra mile there's uh, always like some path clearance you can see and uh, you will see more clarity over the time well thanks a lot vijay for coming uh, uh, and uh, before we close the podcast i would i would like to ask you like which are the social media platform you are active on and if you would like to share with me uh yes i'm i'm quite active on linkedin and twitter um, i have a verified twitter account so you could share my twitter and linkedin credentials uh, to the podcast and if you are interested in also knowing my personal side you can also follow me on instagram thanks interesting thanks a lot vijay for all the insights and uh, wish you all the best for the future endeavors thanks a lot thanks a lot sagar it's it's been a casual talk a very great uh, conversation so looking forward to meeting you in person uh, sometime soon looking forward yeah
Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoy our discussion. Remember to subscribe to our channel to get up to date with the latest news in the blockchain space. Links in the description box below. Please also reach out to us if you are blockchain startup or know anyone who is looking for funding. Talk soon.